Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Joy Marie Parker, and you're listening to episode one of Job Logs. Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations from young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so happy to have you tuned in. The idea and the inspiration for Job Blogs really came to me from a lot of my everyday conversations with my friends, with my family, um, and even with coworkers. I remember moving to New York City about four years ago now, I think it was, and um, just really like not having it figured out, you know, not having a job at the time, trying to figure out how to get retail gigs and freelance gigs and internships and raises and everything that you could possibly imagine. But what really got me through that period was those conversations with with my network. Um, and I got to thinking and it's like, you know, a lot of young professionals are having these conversations with people that they trust, but we're not having the conversations with each other. And for me, that's really what I envision from job blogs, creating a space where people feel comfortable being candid and transparent and inspiring each other, motivating each other, and sharing their experiences. So on that note, let's dive right into today's episode. All right, so today I'm super excited to have Gina and Wei in the studio with me. Gina and Wei are co-founders of clothing line Aventure. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. yes. Okay. That is right. Aventure. <laughs> and I actually met Gina through work, through my job, but way I'm meeting today for the first time. So I'd yep. love for the two of you to just share a little bit about yourselves. Gina, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I guess where to start. So, uh, you know, obviously met at work, work in sales and business development. I've been doing that for a number of years now. Um, Aventur is really our collective creative outlet, I guess I'd say. I mean, but way and I have been friends for years now. I don't know how long exactly. Five years? Yeah, four or five years. Um, so yeah, sales and business development, looking to get into a new business, a much more creative industry. And so rather than look for a job, we decided to start our own. That's awesome. So how did you two meet exactly? Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll take this one. <laughs> so Wei and I met at Vanguard, which is, uh, you know, where we were both working, I guess, five, five, six years ago. I don't even know how long it's been now, but yeah, five or six years. Um, and we were both working in the same division in the international division and we kept crossing paths in the hallway in the kitchen the kitchen the pantry <laughs> making our lunch every day and we just I don't know we just started talking one day we were the only two there I mean like you know in the kitchen so I think it made sense for us to start chatting and then we both lived downtown in Philly so we found we had some shared interests and we just became friends from there um, then way left Vanguard before I did he moved up here to New York to work in social media uh, and at that time I actually moved to London with Vanguard which was great I was there for two years came back you know way is already here and established in new york and then you know i moved here a year ago and we just reconnected and decided we wanted to do something together 
So I want to explore that idea of you guys meeting and actually sharing your interests because I think, Mm -hmm. Gina, that happened with you and I as well, right? You can work with people, but I found that you seem to be really good at like sharing what you're interested and passionate about. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a little tricky in the workplace. So how, yeah, like how do you navigate (laughs) opening up about some of your personal interests and then, you know, ending up like finding opportunities and synergies with with colleagues and friends? Yeah. So I think you have to not be scared to talk about your outside interests at work um and you know and especially at the beginning with avantour there were probably a good five months where i wasn't talking about it at work because i just wasn't sure what was appropriate but then the little as i kind of let a little bit out here and there i realized that people were really interested or had similar things going on so i think it's kind of you know you build that relationship with someone and you kind of test the waters to see you know if they'll be receptive to talking about something different or something new outside of work and and uh, as soon as they're responsive, then I kind of jump on it now, you know, because you never know who you're going to meet or, or what they're into or um, how you're going to connect with somebody. So I think it's it's really important. And as I've talked about my outside interests and work more, I've definitely become more confident in doing it because it always leads to a really positive place. Yeah, absolutely. So, Wei, you you guys had experience at Vanguard, but I'm not hearing about fashion design experience. So how did you decide to start a clothing line? Like, what did that process look like? Great. So whenever Gina and I met um, at Vanguard, I think that we were immediately drawn to one another just because, I don't know, if you see you know, a crate of uh, red apples, you can immediately tell when there's a green one. <laughs> so like, we both sort of stood out. Yeah. yeah we were both green. <laughs> <laughs> we were so green. Um, so I think that um, you know, we had this shared interest of fashion. Uh, I think Gina was probably interested in fashion um, long before I was, because she was interested in fashion as a, a child. And mm. for me, I was, um, that interest sort of grew over time. So at my last agency, I started to work with different designers, um, helping them advertise and helping them with their social strategy. Um, so designers like Rachel Roy and Yossi Samra. Um, so I started to work with them, and I realized that I had a strong passion for it. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to learn how to sew. Mm. Um, so I started taking um, sewing classes at FIT just to learn on the side. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with it. Um, but uh, there was one night when Gina and I, we went to um, an exhibit at, um, I think it was the Brooklyn yeah. Museum. Yeah. Um, and Gina was just like, why don't we start something together? Wow. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And, and Gina had asked me you know, twice before that. I was like, I don't know. We're, we're, we're such good friends. I, I'm not sure I want to do that. Um, it, I don't want to ru- ruin our relationship. Right. But then at that time, whenever she asked, I was like, you know, this, it feels right. Um, and I was ready to start something. She was ready to start something. And because we had that shared interest, we just decided to jump in and we didn't care that we didn't know everything about fashion. We didn't care that we weren't pattern makers or or what you know, whatever else goes along with that. We we just knew that we could do it. We knew that we would figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And just to add a little bit there, so I think the shared, so I took sewing classes as well. Okay. I think we both have a little bit of foundation there, but just superficial. And I think one of the things, uh, but we each have a point of view and we each have 
a specific taste mm-hmm. and can develop a concept and you know can be creative in that way so I think that's been really important but I think one of the things you know that brought me to like actually want to dive into a business that I hadn't ever worked in before um, was I had a number of friends actually over the past couple years leading up to way and I deciding to actually do something together who had entered businesses that they didn't know anything about and like I had a lot of friends at the time who were just exploring entrepreneurship yeah. uh, for example a really great friend in Philly she was creating a food bar and so basically she prototyped in her kitchen for about a month she wanted to create a specific type of food bar that she didn't see in the market then she went on Elance or Guru or whatever to basically buy and outsource the technical skill that she didn't have. Wow. So she started working with like a food development company to come up with this bar and ultimately it ended up not working out for mm-hmm. her because they kept asking for more and more money and it was just really, really challenging to make the bar that she wanted. But she took the chance of doing it, you yeah. know, and she invested in it. So I think that's one thing that I learned and that actually gave me the confidence to pursue this is that I knew we could find, if we had the concept and the idea and the vision and enough level of skill we each had the business acumen and could find the partners to help us execute on the idea that we had so it's really like partnerships and relationships have been super helpful and important to us okay and i want to hear a little bit more way from from both of you about that process of actually getting started right because I think a lot of us have ideas and don't know where to start so you guys said you wanted to do a clothing line what did you do the next day what did you do the next week the next month you know who were you reaching out to what research did you do yeah well I think to begin with um so Gina and I although we are super super creative we're also very business minded so mm-hmm. we were getting our house in order it was like checklist after checklist what do we have to do to start the business to start the brand to be recognized by the city so Mm. we did all the foundational work first Um, and then for me I was like okay we need a physical presence or an online presence so of course I thought of social first right and I thought of a website and I said, even though we don't have our designs yet, we don't have photography, we still have our story, we mm. have a point of view. And I think that's what a lot of people find it- interesting is that we don't have a fashion background. Um, and we, we're we coming to this industry with a different perspective. Yeah, um, We're building a, a brand, we're building a business um, in addition to designing. Yeah, and so, right, a little bit in terms of how we got started and what we were doing those first couple months. So after that moment of, like, let's do this, you know, I think, again, just in terms of timing, it was the right time. Way already had a name, a okay. business name in mind. So he created the name Avantour. I think, you know, he was just uh, one day brainstorming in a cafe and was just playing around with names and came up with this name that was, and again, it's just, I don't know if it's timing or serendipity or we really just are have a lot in common yeah. and share a worldview, but the name Avantour was perfect. And, and I love it, by the way. Yeah. It gives me, like, <laughs> I've you. told you, like, adventure yeah. and couture at the same yeah. time. I love it. Yeah, it's great. And even just, like, the symbol. I forget the name of the symbol of Avantour. Right, the Macron. I mean, again, it's just, it's, you know, a word that people understand and can kind of get a sense of what it is, yeah. but then it still is special because it's, you know, has the, the interesting symbols. But um, anyway, so fortunately, Wei had the name already. So it's kind of, it was a neat merging of our visions, I guess, in a lot of ways. So, you know, Wei wanted to start a business, but what would it be? And I wanted to experiment in fashion and he yeah. had his name. So it just, it just all came together in a really great way. And then, yeah, we did all the foundational things. I'd say we spent the first two months really visioning together 
there so we knew how important it was going to be to align on the brand before we even started doing anything and to target that you know Mm -hmm. really talking about who we wanted to reach like who Mm -hmm. was the woman who would wear aventure um developing brand documents um you know what the brand really means and how we speak about that to people Mm -hmm. on a tactical level though how did you guys know what to even be thinking about i mean did you i know gina you went to business school so did that have anything to do with it it did but again way knew a lot of the things that i didn't know okay so way was you know we need to register as a partnership or some other entity Mm. you know to get started um He's much more familiar with the digital space than mm-hmm. I am. So fortunately, now I've learned a lot about it. But, you know, he knew how to find our domain name and, you know, kind of get that all underway. Um, and then in the meantime, you know, I'm very good at, you know, strategic planning and business planning. And I was keeping us on track, I'd say, to like develop our brand. Um, financing, investment, you know, partnership agreement. How did we want to work together? Uh, and then I really embarked on the whole, okay, so neither of us know how to create patterns or make a garment you know i went out in search of those partnerships and those contacts um but yeah so it's just been a really interesting uh, we've been very complimentary i think in terms of what we bring to the table yeah and then the more i think and again kind of back to your question now getting off track but i think as you start to build momentum you just mm find other things that you you just one thing leads to another and you kind of are finding your way uh along you know the path of starting a business i wouldn't say we necessarily had like a, a checklist that was comprehensive but we had five things okay that we knew we needed to do and then we just started and i think that's the biggest barrier to doing so many things is yeah, just starting getting started absolutely and so we just kind of dove in you know opened the bank account put in the money and just <laughs> got the credit card i'd say we opening a bank account and getting a credit card was probably like one of the first things he did because it enables everything else at a very you know basic level you need money to to you need you need money to make money i think that's what we're learning so okay um anyways yeah i love it so i have a question actually that was submitted from one of our readers on the blog that's exciting yes (laughs) um and they're curious about how the two of you are able to find the time to launch a line you guys are stocked now in brooklyn congratulations and store in brooklyn but how you're able to find the time to maintain a line with full-time jobs well, I think that we can both say that our um, our average hours of sleep has, has gone down. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, whenever we first started this, Gina and I, we had a discussion and we said, you know, we're all in. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this work. We may not make any money the first few years, but we're going to make this work as a brand, as a partnership. So um, that's really given us a lot of drive and determination. So we honestly work every single night on this um Mm. you know i get out of work at you know eight or nine every night and then i come home and i work i go to the gym and then i come back and do more aventura stuff and then we we work every weekend um we have a standing meeting every sunday evening where we talk about things that we need to do for the coming week um so you know what it comes down to is discipline yeah um so Gina and I, luckily, um, we have been able to find um, one another and um, you know build this partnership where we are very disciplined. Because whenever it's one-sided, a lot of times partnerships won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, we're both very disciplined. And so on that note, in terms of choosing a partner and working with a friend, mm. so for me, there was nobody else that I know who I would have wanted to start a business with. So I know that Wei is very disciplined. He's very thoughtful. He's 
yeah, I just, I couldn't imagine starting a business with anyone else. There wouldn't be anyone else I wanted to do it with, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, so I think fortunately, like we have shared values around work. Um, and so that's enabled us, I think, to find the time and to build the partnership in a way that is allowing us to do this. But yeah, it's it's tough and it infringes sometimes on your time with like your social time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Your time with your significant other. Um, but again, having a really supportive significant other has been uh, really important too. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have moved pretty quickly, though. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you launch? Or I guess, when did you guys come up with the idea? When did you actually launch? Because you've now had a fall line and a spring line, right? Right. I'm not, I'm not huge on fashion, so correct me <laughs> if I'm like saying the wrong terms. Yeah, it's, it's more of an item collection, <laughs> okay. but, um, so not a full line. But uh, yeah, so we started talking about this, not last December, but the previous December. And then um, we started you know, documenting everything, and we actually registered the business the following February. Um, so this February is actually our one year, I guess, so happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did move very, very quickly um so was that intentional by design or it, it kind of was we pushed ourselves to move very quickly uh, gina's very deadline oriented which mm. is great for us because it did push us to move and hit those milestones very early on so um i would say you know after we launched in february february we started networking started designing um, started ordering fabric, and we launched with our first product um, in October, November. Mm-hmm. So it was very quick, and everyone has said that. They're like, how did you do that so yeah. quickly? But I think that the focus that we had on one item, one item collection, did really help, whereas a lot of designers, they will try to do a complete collection of tops, bottoms, outerwear, shoes, jewelry, and it, it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah especially from a financial perspective. Um, so we were really able to focus in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so moving, sorry, I lost my thought. But moving, moving quickly. Moving quickly. Yeah, because I mean, come back to you have two yeah. phenomenal pieces out already. Yeah, so again, I think uh, focusing on one piece obviously was huge. Making that one piece work for us through multiple seasons has been really important. So it's the same design with weeks Mm. for this season uh, and a different material but I think it's very so again we're not from the fashion industry so I think we've approached kind of building this business entirely differently than say a traditional designer would and we're both we both are uh, interested in tech hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Technology and technology companies, and we read about that all the time, and we read about startups and entrepreneurship all the time. And if you know anything about tech companies, it's all about prototyping. So you just get something into the market mm. and then you get a reaction to it. And I think fashion actually is exactly the same because it's a product. 
it's almost even better because it's a physical product that people can try on and wear and give you immediate feedback on. Um, so, I mean, as soon as we launched our product, each of us were wearing it and we yeah. were asking our friends to wear it. <laughs> so, like, we were not only, you know, experiencing the product and giving ourselves feedback, but we were getting a ton of feedback from anyone else who we could get to try the coat on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I think that philosophy, again, that's really, really popular in technology circles around prototype, fail quickly, mm. keep moving, minimal investment. You know, we were also very disciplined about what we invested up front. So we set ourselves a maximum and we did not exceed that. And that meant we could only do one product at a time. Okay. And so um, that discipline, again, I think is helping us learn. We're learning the industry. That was a, a big part, too, is I think we knew our first year wasn't going to be about money. It was going yeah. to be about learning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and learning a new industry. So, but I think, you know, as we get, it's, it's interesting because I think, yeah, we occupy an interesting place in the fashion space because... Uh, you know, when you're trying to sell to boutiques or you're engaging with other buyers, they're all used to seeing a full collection. And so that's been a little bit challenging. But I think, uh, you know, still we want to continue to do this our way. Yeah. Find a new way to kind of do this whole fashion thing. And I think that's really where we're going to be different and innovative and down the road is going to define us is that we're trying to do it differently in a way that makes ideally better business sense or you know, again, we're kind of trying to, we're learning the rules, but yeah. we're trying to break them too, where yeah. they don't make sense, right. you know, so that we can be better. Love it. So anyways, way anything that you'd add? No. Okay. No, okay. I love that. So what, I want to hear from each of you, what scares you the most about starting a new business? So I think the scariest thing for me is just the money. Hmm. So it's not even about failing because like I've failed enough times now, <laughs> like in my personal life. <laughs> And at work, you know, that like failing isn't quite as scary as it used to be, which I think is really good. I'm so glad. And maybe that's also about being older. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're not old. Yeah, yeah. Well, older. <laughs> older um, than you were. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've taken risks in lots of areas of my life. Yeah. Um, so they're just not quite as scary anymore. So I think the biggest thing is just... Yeah, being scared about not having the money to invest in this to make it really great or not making wise investments. Um, you know, I wouldn't, and especially since it's both of our money, like I don't yeah. want, you know, it's like I don't want one of us to make yeah. a decision that then the other person isn't happy with and then, oh shit, you know, it's like both of our money, <laughs> you know, and like I don't want Way to hate me because we make a bad business decision. Speaking of, maybe we can tell our first kind of not so great business decision. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, talk about moving quickly with that first product. And we were very excited to get it out. Uh, but we did feel pressure. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to move quickly to get the coat out in time to actually sell it for people to wear it. And we didn't know anything about inventory. We didn't mm -hmm. know anything about predicting quantities or anything like that. And we're just like, okay, well, we just need fabric. Let's buy the fabric. And we bought so much fabric. <laughs> And this is a common thing that designers do. I've talked to a lot of them and it's like, I still have a whole roll of fabric sitting in my bedroom. And I do. I have two of them. That is hysterical. But, but what's great, it's the time because we're all about timeless, you know, investment pieces. So we timeless can, fabric. Timeless fabric. So it's, you know, very basic wool that we can use over and over again, which we're using over and over again because, you know, we want to, you know, make the most out of, out of that decision. But I think, you know, we both, I was, so I was kind of, you know, placing the order, but I was like very scared to do it on my own. And so I remember being on the phone with Way, like, should I do it? Should we place the order? How much did we order? Oh my God. Like it was a very stressful yeah. like, five or six days, but we did it. 
we kind of messed <laughs> up of fabric and we now, learned so. <laughs> so now we're never doing that again but i think you know we've learned learning yeah, from mistakes yeah. is another really important thing um that we need to do yeah so way would you agree is, is money the scariest uh, for you? i i guess so um similar to it i mean i wouldn't say it's my biggest fear but mm-hmm. um selling um which kind of goes along with what my biggest fear was and it was um launching mm. um i was afraid to talk about it mm. i was afraid to tell people that i was doing this because you know, whenever you're starting a fashion line, people expect you to have a ton of experience. And again, we had none of it. Yeah. Um, so for the first few months, like Gina, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my friends. It was really? just Gina and I. Wow. <laughs> I told my boyfriend, but that was about it. Yeah. Um, because I was so afraid of what people would think. Yeah. I'm um, like, well, what are you doing? Like, that's that's stupid. Why yeah. would you do that? You have no fashion experience. But then I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it because... I'm committed to this. You yeah. know, Gina and I are eventually going to launch. And so I'm just going to start telling everyone about it and I'm just going to own it. And I remember talking to Gina one day because we were both very hesitant whenever we introduced ourselves to people like, oh, well, we started this thing like this. It's kind of like a fashion line. Right. We're, we're kind of the <laughs> kind designers. Of we're line. kind of the, the founders. And I was like, Gina, a, you know, Gina, no you biggie. own that. You gotta, like, Gina, we're the designers. And <laughs> um, so from that point forward, um, that fear sort of, um, it was very fleeting. Yeah. Um, and we really did own it. Like, we are the designers for Aventure. We are yeah. the founders of Aventure. Yeah. And that really was my biggest fear. And now it really is just selling, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um whenever we put the product on the site and we set it live it was like what do we do now like <laughs> what do we do yeah <laughs> and it was really that moment like it was um very anticlimactic like, yeah like, oh my god like okay now now like why are people now buying? what right why are people buying our <laughs> right because i mean you've done all the work leading up to launching and selling the product and now it's up to it's up to the market right like now you leave it in other people's hands speaking of which i'd love to hear about how you guys got stocked in the store in brooklyn right Yes. So, um, shout out to another girl that we work with <laughs> who lives in Brooklyn. Um, and and again, this is why it's so important. Once again, we got over our initial kind mm-hmm. of fear of talking about what we do and, and really owning it. It's been so valuable to talk about it because you just get ideas and contacts from the most unexpected places. So, another girl that we work with, she knew that we were, uh, you know, kind of doing this and that I was, we were looking to get into stores and she was like well you know the other day i walked by (laughs) this store um it's a cute little shop you know great foot traffic focused on emerging designers and Mm. she gave me the name i followed up with the store owner and went in and had an appointment and we worked out a you know uh, a deal yeah to be able to place um items in her stores and i think what was really great about that is it's kind of helping us figure out where we can sell um because again we're not traditional we're not necessarily meeting right now all the needs of buyers yeah um in you know a more typical boutique but because this uh particular store owner is focused on supporting emergent designers and she has a different view in terms of how she wants to work with designers and how she wants to merchandise her store and things like that so she's much more open um which has been great for us because we're learning now about you know how to sell in this wholesale space so but again had i not talked about it at right work, i never would have known about the store because i never had been there i don't normally walk that way um 
So now we continue to kind of look for similar stores that are focused on emerging designers, but like this whole wholesale thing and like getting into stores is really, really tough. It's an okay. education in itself. Uh, and I think for us initially, and this is again, speaks to kind of like fail and fail quickly, right? So we put our code up on the site. Why isn't anyone buying? <laughs> oh, because like our whole original business plan was about selling direct to consumers mm. uh, and, you know, having a very small marketing budget, but it would be okay because we were going to use social media and social media is free. Um, and yeah, totally did it's not so work. It's so hard to engage people on social media. <laughs> it's so hard. I probably way knew better than I did, but I so didn't difficult. know. And then we start experimenting with marketing with our limited budget because mm-hmm. we had put all of it into the product, which I think is still something that we'll always continue to do because the design is really important to us and the materials are really important to us um but you know with limited marketing budget even for social man like you don't get (laughs) nobody's still wasn't really driving the engagement that we wanted and we're selling at a fairly high price point yeah um which is and and all online like that's very very difficult so i think way in particular you know was always saying from the beginning that you know it's probably going to be tough for us to sell online um so then we started complementing it with this you know trying to get into stores Mm -hmm. um but again that has its own challenges you know and so we're learning that that space too so it's it's been interesting (laughs) what would you do differently if you had to start over again Hmm. If we had to start over again, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, it's a tough question because I think Gina and I we we both don't have regrets. Mm -hmm. I don't think. Um, You know, this has been an amazing ride so far. I think I wish we would have had more budget Mm. to begin with. Um, So if we would have saved a bit more, because whenever we did this. well, like we just hit the ground running. It was like, yeah. hey, let's do this. Okay, yeah. like let we're gonna start the next day. How much money do you have? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> if we would have planned a little bit further out, we really could have saved, and we could have launched with you know three or four pieces, or we could have had more of an advertising budget. But um, you know, with what we had at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, we really made it work for us. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I think if there's anything, I wish we would have saved a bit more. But thankfully, we did have a bit of savings mm-hmm. to begin with. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I don't think I would have, from my perspective, I don't think there's anything that we could have done differently. I mean, again, the fabric decision was a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> but, but you have to learn, right? Yeah, like, exactly. you got to make the mistakes to learn um, from them. So I don't. Yeah, uh, I mean, and especially the way that we're doing this, we both work full time. Like, there's only so much time and energy that you can invest yeah, uh, in something. So, I mean, uh, but I, again, I wouldn't have done it. I never would have done this full time, I don't think, because, again, it's just so risky. Yeah. Um, and we're learning and we're experimenting constantly, not only in terms of, like, the product, but in terms of just the business and learning about the industry. So, I, can't, I don't think there's anything that you yeah. know, I would have done differently. I think the only thing is maybe... You know, it kind of becomes more and more time consuming. And I think I just would have, um, and again, fortunately, I have a very supportive significant other, but like I think it would have been. Had I known just how much time it would take, I would have liked to maybe have some of those conversations up front, but not yeah. because anything's gone wrong, but just out of fairness, yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's that's it. Nothing business-related, I don't think. Okay, so, so we're going to change the pace a little bit. I'm going to ask you guys a couple quick-fire questions. <laughs> Money, fame, or power? Oh. <laughs> would it make me sound terrible if I said power? Power. <laughs> I'm going to go with money. Money. Okay. Uh, Manhattan, Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, or Staten Island? Brooklyn. 
Manhattan. Um, okay. Well, this is why we uh, have to do all our work virtually. <laughs> we don't like the same boroughs. Yeah, Gina and I are Brooklyn girls, so you can stay over there. Anyway. Um, what are you guys reading? Like, what do you read for inspiration? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm... I hate that I have to answer this. I, I'm currently <laughs> reading um, Gone Girl. I, I started reading this whenever I was on vacation, and I never finished it. So I'm reading a few pages every night to finish this. Other than that, I'm reading, of course, like you know, New York Mag and mm-hmm. Forbes. Um, I love um, uh, uh, Fast Company as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm reading, uh, I think it's called Creative Confidence. It's by the founders of IDEO. Okay. So again, really into the, just that whole design thinking space yeah, that, yeah. you know, Joy Marie, you and I learned about at work and yes. I just became very <laughs> fascinated by it. And so I constantly read about that. Um, Seth Godin, am I pronouncing his last name properly? But I mean, um, I love reading, you know, his stuff. So I, I read um, his blog, but then also he just released a book. I mean, mm. several books, but mm. the one that uh, he's put out now is like very much, I think, speaking to me at this time in my life and um, and to us in particular around just getting on it and just yeah. doing what you love. Because yeah. if you don't do it, like nobody's going to give it to you and yeah, you know, kind of take your turn. Um, so I'm very into books that are about creativity, entrepreneurship. Um, and kind of embracing who you are and being yeah. authentic and confident around that. Because, again, if you don't do it, like no, nobody's going to do it yeah, for, for you. you. So that's, that's if you truth. want a happier life, you know, that's yeah. kind of the, the place to be. So. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you guys aren't working on Aventor or your nine to fives, what are you doing? Mm, Zumba. <laughs> I'm at the gym. <laughs> nice. So I guess we're both very uh, fitness Active, oriented. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Um, so the mission of Job Blogs really is to facilitate transparent dialogue within the community. So in that vein, I'd love for both of you to share a recent challenge or question that you'd like our readers to maybe respond to. Um, in terms of advice, in terms of just best practices. So something that we're struggling with that we want your audience's advice yes. on. Mm-hmm. Hmm, great question. <laughs> I'll yeah, start with mine I, while, okay. while you two yeah, are yeah. thinking. So for me right now, like with the new blog and now the podcast, I've really been struggling with figuring out how to engage an audience that's truly interested in the type of content that I'm sharing. Mm. It's just, it's a lot harder to tap into through social than I had anticipated. So I'd love to know best practices around getting like authentic followers on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and just building an online community that's truly interested in in my topic. Mm-hmm. So that's your business challenge? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, I think my challenge, it's business related, but also just like life and personal is just how do you be patient mm. um, when you want everything to happen now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and whether it's yeah, you know, kind of having the business be successful or yeah. finding the right combination of career activities, you know, that's going to suit me for the long term. You know, why is it so? Why does it take so long to find it? You know, <laughs> um, but again, I think right. How do you build up that that reservoir of patience to? You know, you have those days where you're just like very antsy yeah. and anxious. Um, and you know, how do you kind of work through those days? Yeah. I, I can't really think of anything um, very specific mm-hmm. um, in terms of like a, a business problem. I think that 
Um, I would love someone's advice on just being comfortable with um, the unknown. Mm. Um, I think that's something I've always really struggled with, and Gina can probably tell that. You know, sometimes I like I want to know the answer. I want to know like what path leads to what. Right. Um, and you know, Aventure. What's really great about it is it's really pushed me to be more comfortable with it. But um, it's still against you know the way that um, I'm hardwired. So yeah. I'd like to yeah. know that there's an end in sight, and we yeah. have a very clear and direct answer. Um, but that's not always the case. So if anyone has any fast, quick tips yeah. um, on that, that would be appreciated. I'd love the answer to that, too. So what I'm going to do is just share those questions with the community through our social media channels and the cool. blog. And we'll see what responses we get. All but right. thank you two so much for joining. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure. Um, share with us where we can find you, where we can find the line, what your websites sure. are. Sure. So uh, in terms of online, you can find us at uh, www.avon tour avantur.co so we're being bold <laughs> with our dot co uh, and more modern and forward thinking in line with the brand uh, similarly you can find us on Instagram Twitter Facebook under the same name uh, and right now we're stocked in V curated which is in Park Slope in Brooklyn awesome yeah thanks well, thank you thanks, guys JM. it's been a real pleasure <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you really enjoyed the first episode. Be sure to check out joblogs.com, that's J-O-B-L-O-G-U-E-S, for more content, more articles, and also to jump in on the conversation. Be sure to also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Joblogs. Special thanks to Adrian Wagner for composing this awesome original theme music and also for producing the episode. See you guys next time. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.